enemies and strangers and neighbors across all of time, space, frequencies, and dimensions to the latest episode of the Mental Pop Podcast brought to you by Primordial Productions. My name is Matt, and I'll be your host today. And good golly, Miss Molly, it's been a long time uh, since the last episode of this podcast. Uh, The last episode was actually for Valentine's Day, and this is the 4th of July weekend, uh, Independence Day Bonanza. So you can do the math there on how long it's been. Uh, It's been quite a while uh, since we last chatted, and there are uh, many reasons for that. Um, There's been a whole, whole lot of news uh, that we didn't get to cover here over the past several months. Uh, So maybe we'll get into a little bit of that today. Um, Maybe we won't. I don't really have a theme or a format for today's episode, um, so we're just going to see what happens here. Felt like I had to put out a new episode. It's been too damn long. But first up, some big and exciting news. Uh, The Mental Pop Podcast has gotten itself a new producer for the program uh, who will be helping uh, with some of the -the behind-the-scenes tasks uh, that come along with putting these episodes together. She'll even drop by and say hello from time to time. And that is with none other than Alberta G. Rhythm. Now, Alberta is in the studio today, and she's a little bit shy, uh, but I've talked her into introducing herself. So, say, uh, Alberta, uh, how how are you doing today? Are you excited to be the new producer here at the Mental Pop Podcast. Hello there, Mad. Why, yes. It has always been a lifelong dream of mine to be the imaginary producer of a podcast that only five people listen to. I'm really looking forward to going through the one message that we receive every month and screening calls from no one. And I can't wait to contact all the guests that this podcast will never have because nobody is listening and nobody cares. I'm Alberta G. Rhythm. This is Alberta G. Rhythm. I'm Alberta G. Rhythm. And now we return to the Mental Pop Podcast. Why, thank you, Roberta. I can already tell we're going to have a lot of fun and can't wait to work with you on future episodes. So anywho, uh, what else has been going on out there? Before we get into any uh, news of the day or some notable items over the past couple months uh, which have transpired since the last episode, uh, let me say that one of the reasons this podcast has been so scarce as of late is because I've again, uh, I've again taken up a daily 100-word writing challenge Uh, that I first began back in 2019, and back then in 2019, I wrote 100 short stories uh, over a couple-month period, uh, consisting of exactly 100 words, Uh, so it's 100-word short stories, and I've again decided to take up the challenge now with the goal of 365 short stories of 100 words each. And as we speak, I'm on about short story, oh, 215, I think. 215 of 365. Now, it might seem like it would be easy to write a 100-word short story, but that isn't always the case. And it's especially not easy uh, taking up the challenge of not only doing it once or twice or 10 times, but 365 damn times. So yeah, that's been kind of keeping me a little bit busy over the past couple months, and it's one of the reasons I haven't been putting out this podcast as regularly as I'd like to. Uh, It's also another reason I I haven't been blogging as much, uh, writing for the blog uh, lately, because I've been writing this uh, 100-word, 365-story challenge almost every day. Uh, But I do want to get back into the blog and uh, making some essays and articles that I had planned. But once again, I got the bug on the short stories, and I kind of devoted myself to that over the past few months. It's going to take me probably another six months to complete. Maybe not that long. Four to six months. Just tiny little bite-sized tales of micro-flash fiction 
and one-minute read Penny Dreadfuls. Secondarily, or perhaps primarily, uh, another reason that this podcast hasn't been around lately is because I got a new, new job uh, that I've had for the past four or five months at a really cool technology recycling center uh, where I've kind of got a bit of an administrative role there among other daily functions. Uh, So it's a cool job. I really dig it. And uh, all the people are mostly cool. Um, So I've just been getting adjusted to a new work environment and learning some new things and taking up new tasks. Um, Five days a week, 40-hour week job, you know. Takes up a lot of time, uh, so it's hard to put out a podcast uh, when you want to. So that's another reason ye old Mental Pop podcast hasn't been around too much lately. Oh, yeah, and as Alberta was saying, uh, there's also just a little fact that nobody really listens or actually gives a fuck about the podcast, so... It's hard to want to put a podcast out when like five to ten people listen to it over a month period. Um, But hey, I try not to let that get to me and just pretend that I'm performing a public service here and that maybe, just maybe, one day, all of this work and effort will pay off. And if not, hey, at least I can say I did it. And hey, yes, that's right. It's the July 4th weekend for this episode, Independence Day. And that brings to mind something I wanted to talk about today. And that's with something we can't avoid for this holiday. And that is all the goddamn fireworks. Now, I like fireworks. And I've got nothing against symbolically celebrating our freedoms as Americans with shooting off some sky flowers. It's a tradition. Uh, But for the love of God, when did July 4th celebrations last from Flag Day on June 14th to Labor Day on August 5th? Do we really need almost 60 days of fireworks and uh, smoke pollution when temperatures are already in the upper 90s? Anyway, it's a bit ironic uh, that while we are celebrating our independence and freedoms as Americans, we primarily have China to thank for that. Every year, uh, fireworks displays uh, form an integral part of Fourth of July celebrations, and 40% of Americans are aiming to attend such events uh, at any given year, according to the National Retail Federation. The fireworks industry is big business, with consumption and revenue levels rising steadily since the turn of the century. American Pyrotechnics Association data shows that back in the year 2000, Americans consumed 152.2 million pounds of fireworks, and that grew... um, to 277.5 million pounds uh, by 2018. It's pretty lucrative, too. And last year, consumer fireworks revenue in the U.S. came close to $1 billion. So where do all those fireworks come from? Why, thank you very much for asking. According to a 2019 report from Forbes, China accounts for 90% of all July 4th firework imports at over $325 million in revenue for China. Yes, China, who is credited as inventing fireworks with firecrackers all the way back in 200 B.C., over 2,000 years ago, uh, is still today the leading manufacturer and importer of fireworks across the globe. And we're just talking about uh, July 4th here, and only the United States Uh, So think about that. China exports over $325 million in fireworks to the United States just for use in July 4th celebrations. That's not including the global market and New Year's Eve celebrations and all other events and holidays where fireworks may be in use. It's safe to say that globally, fireworks is at least 
a billion dollar business uh, industry for China on an annual basis, if not much higher. On an interesting side note, legend has it that Captain John Smith set off the first fireworks display in the American colonies in Jamestown, Virginia in 1608, and that fireworks were in use uh, the very first Fourth of July celebrations in 1776. Uh, so this tradition goes back to the very beginning of the July 4th holiday. And um, somewhat unexpectedly, or maybe it's not unexpectedly, is that uh, Israel is the next in line for U.S. imports of fireworks at nearly $10 million for July 4th celebrations. And they're the two largest players on the global stage as well for fireworks manufacturing consumption. Um, so this isn't a rant against China anyway, or Israel. And I hope everyone has a safe and awesome July 4th celebration with their friends and family. But as we celebrate our independence, it's rather ironic that China and Israel make up for damn near 95% of all the fireworks that we'll be celebrating with this year and every year. And not to be cynical, uh, but I can't help but to think of the George A. Romero movie Land of the Dead from 2005, where fireworks are used to mesmerize the zombies and keep their attention so they won't attack uh, the humans. But what happens at the end of that film? It stops working. The sky flowers stop hypnotizing and distracting the zombies. And then they go on to destroy the elite compound within the golden triangle of Fiddler's Green, where all of the rich and wealthy snobs have walled themselves off and believe they are safe from the zombie invasion. But at the end of the day, everybody go out and enjoy your July 4th celebrations. Celebrate your freedoms. You still have the ones that you still have. And have a good time with your family and friends. Just wanted to uh, maybe give y'all a little something to think about this holiday. <sighs> What's up next? Uh, now would be a good time to take it over to our new producer, Alberta. Alberta, is there any important news or information you'd like to talk uh, about for today's episode for our audience of five people who might be listening across all of time, space, and dimension? You're really putting me on the spot here, Mad. I don't have any important news to share, but I did hear a joke today. Would you like to hear it? Okay, I can tell that your anticipation for this joke is building so I will tell it to you. Are you ready? Here is my joke for the day. So there was this man in Bulgaria WHO drove trains for a living. He loved his job. Driving a train had been his dream ever since he was a child. He loved to make the train go as fast as possible. Unfortunately, one day he was a little too reckless and caused a crash. He made it out, but a single person died. Well, needless to say, he went to court over this incident. He was found guilty, and was sentenced to death by electrocution. When the day of the execution came, he requested a single banana as his last meal. After eating the banana, he was strapped into the electric chair. The switch was flown, sparks flew, and smoke filled the air, but nothing happened. The man was perfectly fine. Well, at the time, there was an old Bulgarian law that said a failed execution was a sign of divine intervention, so the man was allowed to go free. Somehow, he managed to get his old job back driving the train. Having not learned his lesson at all, he went right back to driving the train with reckless abandon. Once again, he caused a train to crash, this time killing two people. The trial went much the same as the first, resulting in a sentence of execution. For his final meal, the man requested two bananas. After eating the bananas, he was strapped into the electric chair. The switch was thrown, sparks flew, smoke filled the room, and the man was once again unharmed. Well, this of course meant that he was free to go. And once again, 
he somehow managed to get his old job back. To what should have been the surprise of no one, he crashed yet another train and killed three people. And so he once again found himself being sentenced to death. On the day of his execution, he requested his final meal, three bananas. You know what? No, said the executioner. I've had it with you and your stupid bananas and walking out of here unharmed. I'm not giving you a thing to eat, we're strapping you in and doing this now. Well, it was against protocol, but the man was strapped into the electric chair without a last meal. The switch was pulled, sparks flew, smoke filled the room, and the man was still unharmed. The executioner was speechless. The man looked at the executioner and said, Oh, the bananas had nothing to do with it. I'm just a bad conductor. Get it? He was a bad conductor? Get it? He was a bad conductor. The bananas had nothing to do with his surviving the executions or electrocution. He was just a bad conductor. Ha 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 snort snort chuckle chuckle he 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 ha 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 Alberta? Alberta, are you okay? That was a very funny joke and we thank you for sharing, but there's uh, smoke coming out of your ears and a motor oil is leaking from your nose. Is there anything uh, I can uh, do uh, for uh, you? Uh, 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 Alberta, are you okay? Chuckle, chuckle, he, 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 Ladies and gentlemen, I'm sorry, but uh, we're going to need to take a little break here uh, so that Alberta can compose herself. Uh, for those who don't know, uh, Alberta G Rhythm is an artificial intelligence program that I invented to help me with these mental pop podcasts. And I still haven't worked out all the bugs with her programming. So uh, sometimes let's just say I need to adjust some circuits and tweak the motherboard and check the battery level of her power supply. So I apologize, folks, but we're experiencing some technical difficulties here. Please stay by. We'll be right back with the Mental Pop Podcast. Alberta, your tits are on fire. We're experiencing technical difficulties. Please stand by. Thank you.
is a test. This station is conducting a test of the emergency broadcasting system. This is only a test. This is a test of the emergency broadcasting system. The broadcasters of your area, in voluntary cooperation with federal, state, and local authorities, have developed this system to keep you informed in the event of an emergency. If this had been an actual emergency, the attention signal you have just heard would have been followed by official information, news, or instructions. This station serves the Northeast Illinois area. This concludes this test of the emergency broadcast system. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. I apologize for that delay and those difficulties we were experiencing. Um, you'll be happy to know everything is okay, and uh, Alberta is recovering. Uh, so just what the hell has been going on since the last episode of this podcast? It turns out a whole fucking lot. War in the Ukraine, Biden calls for a new world order, uh, Biden fell off a bicycle recently, uh, that was kind of funny, uh, the so-called don't say gay bill in Florida, uh, several uh, sad and unfortunate mass shootings, including an elementary school, uh, of course that brought talk of gun control again, uh, and abortion laws are always being expressed, of course, um, Anthony Fauci got COVID, uh, monkeypox is being hyped up and is targeting gay people, primarily, uh, particularly men. Uh, and Vladimir Putin is being blamed on surging U.S. inflation and high gas prices. I don't know, just kind of all a bunch of bullshit, isn't it? My oh my, where to even begin since we last chatted? It's been uh, about four months, I think, almost. So let me try to catch up a little bit here. First off, unfortunately, uh, we're going to do a, a recap on COVID news. And why, yes, it's just everyone's absolute favorite topic, isn't it? And the biggest topic of the past two plus years. Uh, but let me give a little update for those keeping score. And hopefully this hopefully will be the last episode we ever have to talk about COVID. Uh, cloth masks, uh, cloth masks uh, didn't work uh, at all, uh, nor do masks in general really stop the spread of COVID. And according to Johns Hopkins University, social distancing had absolutely uh, no impact on stopping COVID. And closures and lockdowns only stop the spread of COVID by something like 0.03% or some other negligible factor, which barely even matters. So a report out of Johns Hopkins University stated that social distancing, cloth masks, lockdowns had a virtually no impact on uh, COVID infection rates. So that was a big fucking bust. It's been stated that previous infection and natural immunity is about 16 times more effective than vaccines. These are the experts saying this now. This is what many of us were saying uh, well, fucking a year and a half ago when we're blocked and banned and flagged and had our pages deleted for saying information that's now uh, considered to be facts by the experts. Uh, we know that the most heavily hospitalized uh, from the Omicron variant were the fully vaccinated at something like 70 percent of those hospitalized for the Omicron variant were already vaccinated. 
Likewise, the CDC has admitted that about 70% of all COVID deaths occurred with people who had up to four, four, four up to four comorbidities uh, were already very ill, and most of them over the age of 65. And now we have a fourth booster shot available. They're talking about another one uh, specifically uh, for the Omicron variant, of which Israel uh, started doing this months ago and says the fourth dose isn't very effective and lasts for a very short period of time. Also, the term dying with COVID has now come into fashion by the mainstream and so-called experts. As several mainstream news articles from the past several weeks are hyping up the tragedy of six million people have died with COVID. And they have to say die with COVID because the vast majority of deaths came from those with up to four comorbidities who are already elderly and make up the highest rate of annual deaths every year, not just during a pandemic season, long before COVID hit the scene. Uh, And of course, uh, some news organizations such as CBS, which stands for Complete Bullshit, are trying to peddle the possibility from a recent study that states that COVID deaths are actually three times higher than what has been reported, uh, that it's been COVID has been downplayed, if you can believe that. Uh, this despite the fact, for all intents and purposes, it looks more like it's about one-third as high as reported. And that's the experts for you. It's either one-third the current death statistic or it's three times higher. We don't really fucking know. Pfizer has also recently released early data, uh, this is from several months ago now, on vaccine side effects and noted something like nine pages packed full of thousands upon thousands of possible negative side effects caused by their vaccines. This is the same information they originally wanted to not release and keep hidden for 70 years. Yes, that's right. Pfizer wanted to take seven decades before releasing these nine pages consisting of thousands of adverse side effects linked to their vaccine. And the funny thing about this, uh, that report and these documents have been out for several months now, and there has been no fact check. There has been no social media fact check or flagging regarding these nine pages of documents, nor the fact that Pfizer originally tried to keep this information under wraps for 70 years. It really says something when even the fact checkers have not been able to label this as misleading or partly false information. Likewise, tied with recent vaccinations, we have a highly suspicious amount of athletes and young people and even celebrities who've reported heart and breathing problems, arrhythmia, even outright died on the field while playing sports. Justin freaking Bieber has partial facial paralysis while his wife recently had a blood clot in her brain, both of which are noted side effects of COVID vaccines. Not only this, but the CDC is now actually saying the science is gray. It was two years of virtuous follow the science and trust the science and obey the science, with Fauci being like the word of God. And now the director of the CDC is saying that science is gray and they have no idea uh, that a new variant would emerge that was vaccine resistant, such as Omicron. The past few months have given us backpedaling upon backpedaling and what damn near sounds like apologist behavior. And it's obvious and everyone noticed. And just like magic, within a few days or a week, the narrative went from the end of COVID mask mandates and vaccine passports to World War III with Russia and the Ukraine and France and NATO and Putin all talking about nuclear war, using nuclear weapons if they have to. While Biden insinuates that World War III could be on the horizon and says that Russia is committing genocide. They keep acting like Russia has been using chemical weapons, uh, which brings to mind the false claims uh, into um, Right after their 9-11, the events of 9-11, uh, that uh, 
Iraq had weapons of mass destruction, which turned out to not be true, of course. Now they're trying to say that Russia is being uh, using banned chemical weapons, and that could be a pretext for an all-out war. And I'm not even going to get into Russia and Ukraine today's episode and how this plays uh, out with the United States and China and Europe and Israel and others, because uh, this isn't necessarily a political podcast, though we do talk about politics here. And I'm not an expert in regards to the Ukraine um, or politics, because I think most of it is bullshit. Uh, but we couldn't ignore the fact that immediately, as the mainstream uh, COVID narrative begins to die down, the political theater of World War III and Russia comes back into play, dusting off that crusty old Cold War paranoia narrative favorite. One thing I will say about the situation with Russia and the Ukraine is that the so-called conspiracy is definitely there. There are a dozen directions we could go uh, into today talking about Ukraine and the New World Order, uh, from possible U.S.-funded biolabs, the mass... Uh, human trafficking in the Ukraine, money laundering and other corruptions, including connections with Hunter Biden and his infamous laptop. But again, I'm not going to pretend to know all the ins and outs of everything, but we can connect some dots here, paint a bigger picture. Likewise, I just find this political theater to be boring as shit, despite the threats of nuclear holocaust fear mongering. We now also know that all of the Russia, Russia, Russia talk over the past seven or eight years was all based on a, manipul a manipulative scheme from Hillary Clinton, who hired lawyers to wiretap Donald Trump in order to try to find evidence that he was tied to Russia. Another news story I read the other day had the headline, U.S. intelligence agencies warn that Putin might again try to tamper with U.S. elections. Yes, Putin is not only supposedly responsible for high gas prices and inflation in the U.S., but also election fraud, backing Donald Trump for president, using chemical weapons, and genocide. And all I can say is that I feel for the average people and civilians in the Ukraine as well as Russia who are experiencing the horrors of this. Um, they're the only ones who are really suffering any ramifications from all this bullshit. War is a massacre of people uh, who don't know each other for the profit of people who know each other but don't massacre each other. The New World Order... One world government, a cashless society, the Great Reset, segregation by vaccine status, vaccine passports, social engineering by mainstream media and corporate sponsors, a scientific dictatorship and a medical mafia and social media censorship. I'm sorry, but to anyone who's still saying this is all just a crazy conspiracy theory, you are an ignorant fool. And hopefully, just hopefully, that's the last time I'll ever have to talk about COVID on this podcast ever again. And thank God, because now it's time to push monkeypox vaccines. There's just too much to try and cover uh, since the last episode of this broadcast. I'm not even going to try to attempt it. I just want to give a shout out to those people who not only stood up and spoke out through two years of COVID lockdowns and fear mongering, uh, but are also continuing to and will continue to stand up and speak out and not be afraid to speak their minds do their own research, have their own questions and thoughts about what's happening in the world today. Too many people are just completely plugged into the system, and it's only going to get worse for the next generation that comes along with an even bigger and broader platform of media and social media and information control, censorship, and social engineering. And y'all, I'm going to keep today's episode relatively short. Uh, I just felt I needed to come back and try to get back into the swing of putting these damn uh, things out every few weeks. I created like 20 episodes of this podcast, 
over exactly a 12-month period. So maybe it was good to take a little breather. Uh, some of those episodes were nearly two hours in length. Uh, I did a horror episode uh, that was cut up into three or four parts. It was like six or seven freaking hours. You can find all these previous episodes as well as my blog at www.mentalpop.space. And I promise I will be more uh, regularly updating both the blog as well as these podcasts as I get a little bit better handle on the direction uh, that I want to take things and trying to grow this audience. Likewise, you can find me at MentalPop31 on Facebook or our private group Conspiracat on Facebook as well as the website for all my original art uh, that is available for purchase at www.geneticmemory.online. If you have show suggestions, would like to be featured as a guest, or if you are a band or mus- musician who would like to be uh, featured, have their music featured here, please feel free to go hold of me through uh, any of the websites and social media pages I just mentioned, or my email address is mad, the number's 247 at weirdness.com. Mad247 at weirdness.com. Alberta, uh, would you like to leave the listeners with anything today as we close out this program? This is Alberta G. Rhythm. Alberta G. Ah, Rhythm. Ah, shit. Until next time. Uh, she's starting thank to you smoke for listening. again. For listening. But for yes, listening. until next time, thank you for listening, wherever you uh, might be across all of time and space. We'll be back again soon with an all-new episode of Mental Pop. Happy July 4th and peace profound.